Welcome to the Northeast Beat. I'm your host, Dan Solar, along with my co-host here this evening, Paul Casaro. How are you doing tonight, Paul? Um, I'm good. Enjoying an angry orchard and ready to talk about your Dolphins handing it to the Ravens last night. Yeah, I would have liked to... Um... I would have liked to have had a couple more wins before, you know, moving to three and seven. Uh, but it's a type of win that at the very least is uh, it's a, it's a good sign for two. I thought he played pretty well uh, in the role he came in last night, you know, as a, as a backup, but um, Jacoby Brissett had his, uh, um, it was his hand, right? It got something like and, and also he landed on his knee. Uh, he landed on his knee funny too, and that was hurt too. But he he got knocked around a little bit last night, and uh, they eventually went to Tua, and uh, Tua completed some pretty nice passes, and they uh, fended off the Ravens in a pretty substantial upset. They were you know seven eight point uh, underdog in that game, mm-hmm. and uh, to it's a big time win for Miami. I mean, looking ahead, honestly, you know, and I said this earlier this year, but, you know, the, their schedule kind of loosened up with, you know, the Colts, although the Colts are better than we thought they would be. And then they, you know, really unfortunate losses against the Jaguars and Falcons. Both games were very close. That changed the course of their season. But now they're going to get a second crack to potentially, you know, um, even, even up potentially. They got the – Jets, Panthers, Giants, bye week Jets. So three and seven, there's a legitimate chance they they can go like three and one or even uh, – honestly, I don't think they're as bad as the record indicates. I, I think 4-0, honestly. Uh, like at this point, if you're asking me, I think they're better than the Jets, definitely. Hmm. And then the Giants have played better, but the game's in Miami. Like if they get a couple and then get the Giants, if they're like five and seven all of a sudden, I really think – the momentum has like swung a ton in their way. And then yeah. after that, I think the game next week is at, at the Jets. So if they somehow beat the Jets and Panthers five and seven, and then get back to back home games against the Giants and Jets, I think they're in good shape all of a sudden, honestly. Yeah. And especially with what you've been seeing, like Patriots are now playing really well. Um, I want to, I got to compare Buffalo's record with Patriots Buffalo is what's your record? What's your record? Buffalo is five and three. Patriots. Patriots are five and four. So like I guess if if in a world the Bills continue to struggle and if the Patriots stay middle of the pack, I mean, obviously they still have two wins, could potentially be three this weekend after those games. You know, there's potential that that division might be tighter than we initially thought because the Bills are running away with it. And now the Patriots have been playing really well. If, I mean, this was a big win against the Ravens. And although the Ravens have had – they've had other games this season like that where against the Bengals they got stomped. You know, they've they've had a roller coaster of a year, I feel, with some of the – they've had a lot of great comeback wins. But, you know, those are two 
strange losses given the quality of their wins. So, I mean, hey, their their schedule is very favorable. If you know, if the if the if things just end up going their way, and if the Patriots and the Bills stumble for whatever reason, and hey, after the Bills lost nine to six to the Jags, like they could they could maybe sneak in. And honestly, looking ahead with the Bills, I mean, they do play the Jets this week. But after that, that's a tough month. Colts at the Saints, home against the Pats and at the Bucks. That's that's not that easy. Like that that's gonna tighten up for sure. The only the only and you you pointed out to it, those losses against Jacksonville and Atlanta. If they win those, my I think my they're right there. They're right Miami there. Right? In great shape. Yeah, in great shape. That's disappointing. It's really misleading because this week uh, there's been a lot of talk about how the AFC, I think there's 11 teams over 500. That's going to come crashing down to earth, though, because the thing is, is that the AFC North, they all play each other still. Like, the, it, it, there's like three weeks they, the uh, Browns play the Ravens, I think. Like, it, it, those records are going to get even out really quick. Like, um, let me see. It's. Yeah, December, it's weird. November 28th, so the weekend of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. at the Ravens, bye week, and then home against the Ravens two weeks later for the Browns. Mm-hmm. And then they play, they just played the Bengals, the Browns, but then like they play in like the first or second week of January. So those records will get like even out quick, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those, more teams are going to be like 500 or sub 500 pretty soon. And I feel like the NFC has been the stronger conference anyway. You look at the top teams, you've got Cardinals, Cowboys, uh, Green Bay, Rams. Cowboys, okay. Bucks, Rams. Those, those are all the top teams. Like right now, I think, let me check the power rankings real quick. In our top 10, I have. Kansas City, Cleveland, Baltimore, Bills, and Titans. So it's a five and five split. But Kansas City, Cleveland, Baltimore, they're in they're eight, nine, ten. You know, so they're at the bottom half of that top ten. Um, I just feel like the, the NFC has been the more stout conference this year. They have a lot of really good teams, a lot of deep teams. A lot of teams with only one or two losses versus how many do the Ravens, Browns, and Chiefs have at this point? I think they at least each have three, right? After last yeah. night, I think the Ravens have three losses. Browns got to have three or four. I think they have four. The, the thing the thing that the, the, the big difference, honestly, too, is even other than Dallas has lost to Denver, which it's like Denver's still a decent team. Like they're over 500, right? Mm-hmm. So the the ASC has like a lot of these like bad losses now, like Ravens to the Dolphins, mm-hmm. Jaguars beating the Bills. Like mm-hmm. the NFC, it's like they like like Rams losing to the Titans is like not the end of the world. Titans are a good team. Rams yeah. losing to the Cardinals. 
Um, even even the Packers at this point, they yeah they lost the game to the Saints, but the Saints beat the Bucks in the other game. All this, so it's yeah, like it's, even yeah, like yeah. that loss is like is what it is. Like it just Packers didn't seem it was Week One. Packers are a different team at this point. That that team was a totally different team. Yeah, yeah. And like no no none of the elite teams really have other than the Cowboys with Denver and Denver again is not awful. It's not that's not like the Ravens losing to the Dolphins. So I was or, or the Bills against the Jag- like Bills scoring six points against the Jaguars. Yeah, like six points. That's a joke. Like, come on. Kind of, kind of. So every time a really successful team loses to a middle of the pack or bad team, there's always that narrative of did so and so team reveal the blueprint for defeating this team? I read this article from the Athletic that broke down some of the misplays or basically what happened in the Denver Cowboys game. And it, it was like everything that could have gone wrong for the Cowboys went wrong, yeah. you know, between like missed big plays between uh, weird, bizarre plays, like the block punt, which as a Cowboys fan, that stuff does not happen often. Yeah. So when it does happen, it bounces right into a rookie's hands off his hands and into the opposing play. It's just like random stuff like that. And it made me feel better reading that article because, and you could probably say this for the bills too. It was just one of those days where another team came more ready. The, both these teams have great records. The Cowboys are still six and two. So yeah. this is, it's, it's hard to stay successful and just win out all the time. Um, yeah, I was telling you this, Paul. You know, the Broncos, I think they're going to beat the Eagles this weekend. I mean, we'll get to our picks in a little bit, but I, I just think Hurts is going to have a hard time against the Denver defense. Mm-hmm. And I think Denver will be able to move the ball on the Eagles. And then uh, they still have Detroit. That's all I was telling you. So, like, they're looking good. I mean, yeah. let's see their upcoming games besides that. They, they, I mean, they're five and four right now. They have a bye week and a Chargers. That's going to be a good game. That could be a big game, honestly. Yeah. At the Chiefs, Lions, Bengals, at the Raiders, at the Chargers, home against the Chiefs. So, I mean, the Chiefs are not what we expected. I think they're going to probably wind up splitting with the Chiefs, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, the Raiders games, but that's a good game the day after Christmas. The Chargers games are going to be intense. They're going to be good games. Yeah. It's just, it's the, the Denver, Denver, Kansas City is weird because. Any other year aside from this one in the past four? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chiefs. Yeah, right. You would say Chiefs, hands down. But just based on how these two teams are playing, I think that one is going to be a toss-up. So I think Denver, the the, probably Denver would win the one at home. I would give them the one at home over the one at Arrowhead. Um, But yeah, it's and and I think with that Eagles. Denver game. I think the Eagles are going to have more success moving the ball. I think they're going to generate more offense than the Cowboys did. Cause again, literally everything had to go, go wrong for the Cowboys. But um, I agree with you that Denver should win that game. Um, although Philly has played, you know, they've rediscovered their running game. They almost beat the Chargers, Chargers last week. So they'll keep it competitive. They'll keep it competitive. Most likely. Um, but yeah, the, you know, looking at the power rankings, 
this week was just oh shook. my god, it's impossible. To shook up everything. Arizona's back in number one. Uh, even though Tampa had the bye, they moved up to number two after being all the way down at seven just because they didn't lose. And then I Tampa- don't, I, I'll, I don't think you can drop the Packers. Really? I don't know. Nah, I, I, it, it's a, it's an extenuate. It's a weird circumstance. I, to me, I wouldn't drop the pack. I mean, they looked horrendous with Jordan Love in there. I, I, based, you, you can't, you can't, I don't think you can drop them based on them losing without Rodgers. Uh, and honestly, they were competitive. I mean, it was a bad game. Like they, I mean, they yeah, covered the spread. Ugly game. I, I, I mean, yeah, Love does not, does not look like the answer to me. To be yeah, nice. How long, I mean, to be not, he had a, he had a horrendous game. The Packers offense second half looked like me playing Madden when I'm down like 45 and trying anything to score. It's just like long. It was like a bunch of like long keys to like yeah. a stunt, like Devontae Adams, like downfield, just yeah. trying to see if you could get anything going. It was it was ugly. It was a tough watch. Um. So I think the reason why I bumped them down a bit. So I have Tennessee number three because they've been playing really well. They've been a lot. Yeah, of I think they should be high. Yeah, they should be up there like two or three. I think that's, that's kind of where you're at right now, where it's teams that get that were in that top five getting bumped out just because of how well some other teams have been playing. Um, the Rams were already the Rams were number one, so they dropped to number four. I think Green Bay could probably rebound the easiest once because when you're upgrading from Love to Rogers. That's just what's going to happen. Um, but if anything, the team that they'll probably bump out in the immediate future would either be the the Rams or the Titans. Like those are the teams I see them bumping out. And I know they beat the Cardinals, but yeah, I I see I see your argument. And we talked about Aaron Rodgers going on the warpath. Um, it's just. There are other, I mean, the Rams just got OBJ too, which yeah. is insane. They have, they have OBJ, they have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Yeah. I, I want to I talk about this for a second because this is the same thing with the NBA where it's these super teams. I think from a player perspective, it's awesome because you get to, you know, you, you can basically join whatever team you want. Brown did it, leaving the, st- the, the Raiders and then going to Tampa Bay. You know, and now OBJ's pretty much done it. And granted, his career in Cleveland wasn't that great, but OBJ is still a great third option to have on an offer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I really think that it just sucks for – like fans like anybody watching the Rams now they have Aaron Donald they have Von Miller they have Jalen Ramsey they have Matt Stockton there's like no excuses right if they do not make it to the Super Bowl then that that team's gonna implode in two years a year or two because they have no draft capital and God knows what their salary cap looks like with all these big name players that they have um, so I just, you know, I still think that they, I mean, obviously they lost to Tennessee, so by no means does this guarantee that they're going to win out, 
but I just think it, it gets to the point where it's, you're, it's almost like you're watching pickup games with these pro players who just want to tag along at any team. Right. They yeah. just want to tag along, you know, and again, it's great for them in their pursuits of a Super Bowl, but it's got to make for some not fun football. I don't know. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the, the the good thing about football, I feel like uh, the NBA is not like this. At the end of the day, I feel like chemistry and chemistry is still too important at the end of the day in football. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have, like, a malcontent, it, like, basically, like, God, God has a way of, like, playing in the game sometimes. Like, it, it, it kind of, like, figures itself out. Mm-hmm. Like... It, like if you have like a malcontent, like some like something will like bounce against you at some point. I mean, I, I know like Brown won with like Tampa last year, but that was really because he had Tom Brady. <laughs> like and uh, and Mike Evans. And yeah, and Mike like, that Brown. was just a, a good team, you know. And yeah, you kind of Brady Brady Brady's the type of guy who can who can keep Brown focused enough. You know, it's not like right. Yeah, you're you not, know, you're you're not a different team, team and messing around. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, no, I think that's true. And I mean, we haven't been in a locker room with OBJ, but he is that a kind of player to demand the spotlight. Um Yeah, I don't think like Brown I think is a bad dude. I don't I don't I don't he's quirky like in his own way, but I don't think Odell's a bad guy. Like mm-hmm. Brown, I mean, Brown has like, you know, like yeah, domestic yeah. violence and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the rest of the top 10, yeah, just got like kind of shifted around a lot. The Cowboys, I had dropped to number seven. And I think they'll rebound against Atlanta, but they also, they just lost Randy Gregory for a couple weeks, which really hurts their rushers because Demarcus Lawrence is still out. Um, So, you know, these next two weeks, they have to be in Atlanta. And if they can steal the game at the Chiefs, I feel really good about where they can they can go, um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see real quick how like they respond. I just again, unless one of these top teams loses, I, you know, and uh, the Ravens just lost against Miami. It's it just doesn't make sense that a lot of these teams are gonna shift around that much. It might be a spot, but. I think right now you're really starting to see who's going to be in the playoffs and it's going to be any, a lot of these teams are pretty equal in talent. Um, they all have really good offenses. Their defenses are middle of the pack are great. And except for the chiefs, the chiefs defense is horrible. I don't know how they're still top 10. <laughs> they're top 10 because of Pat Mahomes and because the Bengals lost, but um Colts are making a run now too, you know they're they're getting there. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's going to be really interesting the second half of the season, and we're in it now. This is week ten. Yeah, so, I, I um Peter King was on Mad Dog yesterday, and he said that last night's game, I think, is the halfway is like the the game that's halfway throughout through the season. Yeah. So, so it's going to be really cool to see how some of these weeks pan out. Um, But yeah, with that being said, 
we should get into week week 10. Yeah, uh, real quick uh, before we start, uh, you know, I did mention Tua, but especially shout out to the Dolphins defense last night. They played a freaking hell of a game. Well, yeah, yeah. They played yeah. a hell of a game. It, it really, you know, the, the which was the game breaker was the uh, Xavier Howard uh, fumble return for a touchdown mm-hmm. uh, off the uh, off the catch. Uh, that put him up, what was it, 15 to three? Yeah, was, I think it was 15 to three. Yeah, something like that. I think when I checked, it was 15 three. Yes, nine, right? Yeah, and then I think they missed the two-point convert. Yeah, it was 15-3. But it was the fumble recovery uh, off the pass by Sammy Watkins who fumbled it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I heard that was – I think that was the lowest amount of points the Ravens scored in 51 games, I think they said. I think they scored at least 14 points. Wow. And 51 yeah, that's... games. So that, that was just a hell of a job by the Dolphins defense last night. And hopefully it could, could build and block for the next three weeks when they're playing teams really struggling on offense mm-hmm. and, you know, have quarterback issues. I mean, with the Jets and then PJ Walker and I guess now Cam Newton coming back to the Panthers. So why, why get rid of him in the first place if you're going <laughs> to sign him back? Like, do you see or yeah, I shared a meme on uh, Facebook before about how uh they're paying they're still paying Cam like the 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 uh the guy who replaced Newton and then Newton the the guy the guy who replaced Newton's replacement replacement and then now they're paying Cam Newton again still. <laughs> it's just dumb. You know, I mean, I guess at the time his contract was probably ending and they probably just didn't want to resign him. Well, he had uh, gone downhill. I mean, from his MVP, the one year the Panthers were awesome, that 15 and one year, the Panthers were excellent. Where they, where they ended up getting destroyed by Denver. Yeah. 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 Um, they were a great team that year though. Yeah. Um, God, that game was a beat down. That, that oh yeah. I, I believe I was in new Orleans that, for the first round game, they played Arizona, and I think that was I think that was mercifully Ryan Lindley's swan song. That was like the I think one of those dudes that played like eight years longer in the NFL than he should have. Yeah, and it was one. I think Carolina was like a 10 point, 11 point favorite in the playoff. Like there was like no way in hell they were losing the game, but like it was one of those games where it was like close enough, but they were never going to win. Yeah, and uh, but that that to me was probably the worst playoff game of all time that was a terrible game yeah um but yeah no kudos kudos to miami's defense they've de- definitely got talent i know their dbs are legit because they got byron byron jones is good he's a great cover guy um and saving Howard is good um so yeah shout out to them shout out to the dolphins and hopefully they take first in the what afc north we got ways to go. We got ways to go, but we're only two and a half out. I think. I know that's it's, insane. It's legit. Yeah, because we're three and seven, and the Bills are five and three. I think so. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous with how bad we've been. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, putting the wraps on the Dolphins twenty-two to ten win. That is the first game of week ten in the NFL. Uh, we got four teams on the bye this week. Chicago, Cincinnati, Houston, and the Giants. So there's, uh, I guess there's 13 other games. Yeah, 13 other games to get to. Right off the bat, Tampa Bay against Washington. 
Tampa Bay is coming off the horrendous loss to the Buccaneers uh, two weeks ago, had a bye last week, and now they're playing at Landover against Washington. Um, sorry, I while I was scrolling through the scoreboard, I saw uh, a message that Chris Carson is going to be out again because of his neck injury, <laughs> which hurts my fantasy team a little bit. I'll have to swap him out because DeAndre Hopkins is also hurt. Was hoping for a stacked week this week, but I guess I'm not going to get that. Um, all right, my bad. What game are we starting with? Who's who's first? Tampa against Washington. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Tampa, they're only nine point five. Yeah, right. I, I think this is too low. The Cowboys are nine favorites to the Falcons. No, yeah, I, I I think this is too low. There's two, two um two reasons I like this a lot. Buccaneers are coming off the bye. Off a bad loss with Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's like a no-brainer. Secondly, everyone remembers how close he he played randomly to Tyner, Taylor Heineke last year in the playoffs. I think I think this is Brady being like, yeah, like that that was that was a fluke. Mm-hmm. I, I think I don't think this will be Bears ugly, but I think the the Bucks should win this by close with two touchdowns. That, they, oh, just yeah. much, they just have too much offense. They're but they're going to be too focused coming off a loss with a, a bad loss with a bye. I mean, they need to hear for two weeks that they lost to Tom Brady lost to Trevor Simeon. Like I know he is not sitting well after a bad loss like that. They left thirty six. I'm sure. I mean, their defense has been banged up. But I'm sure Bruce Arians probably lit into them a bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I, they, there's no way that this that the Bucks lose this. I think they win comfortably. Yeah, you know, I think um, I, I agree. It's, I mean, I know Brown and Gronkowski are still out. And sometimes I think teams coming off of buys do struggle. But you're talking about a team that has not played well this season going up against one of the best offenses in the league. So I, yeah, I don't know how you, um, I, I just, I guess what surprised me surprises me more is that if the if it's going to be nine point five, like how are the Cowboys nine point favorites to the Falcons? Because yeah, I think if you compare those two teams, the Falcons are better than the Washington football team right now. Yeah, they're they're playing. They're they're in the playoffs right now, which is ridiculous because they're not that good. But (laughs) um. Yeah, so you know, I think, I think they, I think they have a good shot. So I, I will preface this because I actually think, I think I'm going to go on a limb here. I will preface this by saying so. The Ravens knocked two people out in my survivor pool last night, so it's down to seven. I'm one of the seven remaining. Prize is like forty eight hundred dollars, so that's a pretty sweet prize. Uh. I think I think everyone's go-to pick this week is going to be Steelers against the Lions. I'm going to say I'm going to say that the Lions win this game. This is the first one. Yeah, uh, Lions are getting eight and a half against the Steelers. I'm going to say that it's like another bloodbath, and either I wind up winning this because of this upset, mm-hmm. or it's like down to like two or three people. But 
Steelers have not been impressive. Lions are coming off a bye. It seems like a good situational spot. The Steelers, like, the Steelers, like, really have – I mean, they almost choked that game away to the Bears. I don't think they're that good. I really, I really don't. Um, they they should be able to move the ball a bit on the Lions. But the Lions have a tendency, like, after a bye week and then two weeks ago with that awful – yeah, was that 44-6 to game? I just got a feeling that they're going to show up this game. I think the Steelers are anemic enough on offense where that's possible. They almost, yeah, the Steelers almost lost to the Bears. And if it weren't for a questionable taunting penalty, they probably would have lost. Um, I mean, now are the Lions better than the Bears? I don't know. I think both <laughs> those teams are bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Steelers are going to be without Chase Claypool too. So part of me feels that if the Lions can stop the run and limit Johnson, what other weapons do the Steelers have? I mean, they're, they're running backs. Pat Fryermuth? Like, no, no, I know, Harry. That, that's what I'm saying. If the Lions are able to – Now, Fryermuth was a big – I mean, he had two touchdowns Monday. He was a pretty big part of the offense. Good. So maybe he's going to be the X factor in this game. But the line here has dropped from eight or from nine to eight and a half, so it has trended in the line's direction. I I definitely like them with the spread. You know, I might be like whistle thinking, thinking you know because of my advantageous position potentially in the survivor pool. Mm-hmm. But I I definitely like the Lions getting eight and a half though. They should be able to keep it with a touchdown, especially off a of buy. Like I don't think the Steelers are like that good. Yeah, I, I mean, like where the Eagles like running game like went all over the. The Lions, like I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, Najee definitely could too, but I, I don't. I think the I think the Lions will have a good game plan for the Steelers. Yeah, have the have the Steelers won a blowout game yet this year? Have have they have they scored? I want. Let me. They like. So, I mean, they win games ugly. That's that's what I'm saying. That it kind of seems here. I'll look through the. Beat the Bills. No, they beat the Broncos 27-19. Beat the Seahawks with Geno 23-20. Beat the Broncos 15-10. Beat the Bears 29-27. Yeah, these are all close games. Yeah. So I'm I'm inclined to think the same thing as you, that um, even if they win, it's going to be less than that eight points. It's going to be more than that. So – I got a message before uh, Kamara's out for these Saints. So they're playing at Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's given three. I actually think that's too low. With how they play, I mean, they just they just beat the Rams by, what, 14 or 12? Uh, I think. Yeah, that's too close. Especially now Kamara. That's going to go to like four or five, I think. Yeah. Simeon is Simeon yeah. still playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, yeah, how are they giving that? I mean, the Saints defense is good, but but still, that's I mean, Kamara's a big loss, though. Like, that's gonna be one of those games where you, what weapons do they have? Michael yeah. Thomas isn't playing, like Marquez Callaway, like, yeah, like, yeah, guys like that. Yeah, the Traquan, uh, Traquan Smith, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, ain't, right. ain't the Titans receivers stuff. It's not AJ Brown and Julio. Yeah. 
or Peterson or the running back from Boise. What's his name? I always get him. McNichols, Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, McNichols. No, I pick – I'll definitely pick Titans in that one, and I think they're going to score. I think they're going to win by more than three. Um, My survivor picked this week. I was going back and forth. Originally, it was the Steelers. I changed it knowing that the Cowboys had as bad a loss as they had. I think they – I think the Falcons will keep it close, but I don't I don't see the Cowboys losing back-to-back. I think they won by, like, a touchdown. I didn't realize this game was home. I thought this game was away. So, now that I know it's home – I think, like you said, the there's going to be opportunities for the Falcons. I think they will score points, um, especially because the Cowboys' defense is a little banged up. But the Cowboys are also getting back Michael Gallup. So now you have CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. You got Zeke. They're going to be able to stretch the field. It's Michael Gallup is able to do things that Cedric Wilson can't do. Um, you know, Cedric Wilson's more of a burner. Michael Gallup's more of a Des Bryant, go get it, like stretch the field kind of guy. So that I think is going to be going to add another dimension that is just going to overwhelm the Falcons. I don't think if it becomes a shootout that they'll be able to keep up. I think the Cowboys clean up what they do. Um, I still feel like nine's a lot though. I could see it being more closer to seven. Maybe I should just say three, knowing that they got absolutely destroyed last week. Um, but, yeah. And the over-under is 54.5. So that's what I think. That's got to be what, like? 30-27 there. Yeah. 35-21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They definitely have to win this game, though. They can't afford to drop two back to back to teams that are sitting at four and four. Next one, it's cleared up a bit in terms of how tough it was for me to take. The the Pats last couple games have been really tough to call because I don't know how good they are still. I feel like it's tough to tell. Some people think they're trending upwards, you know, beating the Chargers and uh, you know, they took care of the Panthers. So they are, I think, five and four. Um so they're actually in danger. I think you took their under nine and a half, right? Or nine. So right now, I think that's on base to lose barely. But it'll be mm. interest. It'll be interesting to see. They're giving two and a half to the Browns, but they they announced that Chubb's not playing. Yeah, I think I like the Pats now. I think so too. Tough I mean, game, but because I, 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 the Browns defense is played pretty good. I feel like when the Browns. Uh, running game isn't going their passing game can't do anything I, I I just don't feel that they're a good passing team and you know last week Chubb just went off so yeah I think Patriots I think I'm taking the Patriots too especially at home um, I don't know what the Browns are really going to be able to do do you yeah. Darrenus Johnson is, you know, did well um, spelling out, uh, you know, Chubb and them when they were injured. But who did they do that against? Denver. The, the, Denver. Oh, against Denver. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the Pats on the road is tougher for sure. Yeah. The last two one o'clock games are, I think, the biggest. Yeah, biggest spreads of the week. 
Buffalo giving 12 and a half at the Jets. Man, I don't know. After last week, I don't know how you can give that much to the Jets. I mean, they scored six points against the friggin' Jaguars. <laughs> and then the other game, the Jaguars getting 10 and a half against the Colts. Yeah, I think both of these games back-to-back. I think, I mean, hey, Mike White played a hell of a game against the Bengals. And the Bill, I, I think if the Bills somehow lose this game to the Jets, there's going to be some concern. Oh, yeah. Um, especially with what happened after last week. It, it would be the same story for the Cowboys. Like if the Cowboys lose to the Falcons, that's some cause for concern just because the – the Bills should destroy the Jets, but they should have destroyed the Jaguars, and they didn't do that. Um, no, I didn't. They not do that. They didn't score a touchdown. Like, right, right, which is just so, like so surprising. Last week was so strange in the NFL in general. Mm-hmm. Well, last it, week was a very weird week. Every all the top teams lost pretty much, except for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, and then with Jaguars, Colts. Maybe Jaguars can repeat their performance. I mean, it's got it's got to be a huge confidence boost to beat that team. You you got to wake up thinking, hey, we can hang with some of these teams, even if it was just the Bills having an off day. This game might be more competitive than the line is suggesting, you know. And I think the Colts should be the team that wins. They've had some against some pretty, you know, they destroyed the Jets. Uh, last week so I think um, you know but if if the Jaguars are able to play like they did against the Bills I don't think there's any reason why they can't keep it competitive with the Colts yeah 10 and a half a lot against a team like the Colts the Colts I mean they blew out the they blew out who I think the Texans the one game right let me see beat the Niners Niners by 12 that was a surprise win though Beat the Texans 31-3. Even that Dolphins game, they, like, were up a lot, and that actually ended up only wanted to be in a 10-point game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – the Jaguars, I think, got more heart than the Texans at this point, clearly. I mean, I don't think the Texans are in any position to beat a team like the Bills, whereas mm-hmm. the Jaguars did. A 10 and a half's a lot. I could see them keeping this with – even, like, 20 – like, 20 – 27, 17, 30, 20, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I like the Jets too. I just after last week, even you know, the Bills just haven't played well lately. I mean, they lost to the Titans, they had the bye, I think. Lost to the Jaguars. I mean, scored six point. I mean, that's that's cause for concern. And the Jets the Jets have Mike White, who looks like he's given the team a bit of a false. A little bit, yeah, a little bit of life. I mean, even against the Colts, they scored the first drive with them, or the you know second drive with them. Yeah. Um. So I like those two. I definitely think at least one of them will cover by like I like Baldwin there. Yeah. I I think I agree, and you know what? I'm riding the Mike White hype train. I think Jets upset the Bills, and the Bills start to just have question marks abound. I honestly think, looking at it, Paul, I think the one o'clock games this week are pretty rough. I mean, like, say, I mean, because the two good games, they're like impacted by injuries. 
now. Saints without Kamara against the Titans. Mm-hmm. And then Browns without Chubb against the Pats. Yeah, so, yeah. They're, they're uh, it's under one. I mean, then you got three games that are close to double digit spreads or in double digits. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, yeah, there's really not much excitement from these. It kind of seems like, for the most part, a stacked team against a not stacked team. Yeah. Um, I think the only exceptions would be the Browns and the Patriots and Titan or Titan Saints. Yeah, but even that one again, like we talked about, that could be that. Oh, that yeah, it's a Titan. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe the four o'clock games will be more fun. But yeah, and I, I think I think so. Other than the other than the Carolina Arizona game, which I think is gonna be a bloodbath. I think the Vikings Chargers is gonna be Vikings Chargers to me to me might be the game of the week. I think that's gonna be really fun. I like the over in it. I think that's gonna be a back and forth like loose game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was two and a half. I definitely like the Chargers at two and a half and three now. If you're if you're into betting, I would buy the half point, move it back down to a half, to a two and a half. Maybe the Chargers come away with a field goal one like last week. Um, I, I expect points though in this game. Uh, I, I like the um, I like the Chargers more than I like the over though. Chargers mm-hmm. given two and a half or three. Uh, I like them comfortable. Or I, I like them to win. Yeah, I mean this could be a game like last week though, where because the Chargers have kind of been a little. Streaky, yeah, like up and down, and also the Vikings played very hard, but came up short against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if they play like two shootouts like that back to back. Because that was what 34 31, right? Yeah, it was, it was a shootout. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I'm gonna end up taking the Chargers too. Um, Herbert had a really good game last week. Um, and yeah, Chargers are at home. Although the Pats just beat the Chargers at home, this is going to be one of those weird games. I think, like you said, it's going to be sort of electric, though. Um, probably high scoring. Um, next one, I mean, Panthers Cardinals. PJ Williams lead, or is Cam starting this week? I have no idea. I think. I think they're waiting to let us know because the line hasn't moved. If Cam were to start, I would believe the line. If it's announced, if it's announced he started, that line would have moved. That's still ten and a half. You're right. If if Cam plays, it's going to move to fourteen. Uh, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, I. Uh, how funny would it be if Cam plays, and they just they beat Arizona. It, yeah. I mean, it would be, it would be uh, interesting to see him back starting in, in uniform, but it's kind of like if he, cause he's been a free agent since the start of the season, right? He wasn't with another team. Cam. Yeah. He was cut. He was, he was cut. cut Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, um, my kind of thought process is all right, you've had Sam Darnold and PJ Williams the whole season. Why PJ PJ Walker? Uh, PJ Walker. Um, <laughs> why now all of a sudden sign Cam? Is it literally just because Sam Darnold got hurt? Because honestly, it would be in my mind, you would you would have just had Cam be the backup 
right? Or would that just been more of a controversy and they didn't want to deal with that? Maybe that's what it would have been. Well, what I don't get is that they were, what, four and four, right? Like, let me see who they're, like, I know they played who two weeks ago. Um, they played the, uh, uh, they, they beat the Falcons, so that was a good one. Like, I, if you're that, I, I guess Darnold really started to show himself that Giants lost, maybe. But, like, if you're not sold on Darnold, why didn't you pick him up at four and four yeah. to play Cam against the Pats? Like, because someone he knows them. Like, yeah. right? Like, four and four, that's the pivotal game to move to five and four and start him against the team he just played for. Yeah. And, like, and again, Cam might be not what he used to be but he's better than the he, xfl quarterback yeah and <laughs> like and honestly is he is he better than donald i would say that he's probably probably yeah level, probably right? i i think he gets a lot of flack you know i think he was i think he was good it was just i don't know bad circumstances um i think people are too finicky with quarterbacks it's like you either have a great one or you have a good one, um, or you have a, or you have Mitchell Trubisky, um, but you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, don't overthink it. Cam was an MVP, so let him let him take over, you know, because Sam Darnold, even when he comes back, he ain't it. He ain't it. Yeah. So just ride it out with a guy who you're familiar with. And also that, I mean, that guy, the guy from Baylor is supposed to, I thought he was supposed to be some offensive like guru, you know, let him work something new with Cam. They just got, they got Christian McCaffrey back too, you know, let him, let him try and work something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you like the Cardinals there picked up? I, yeah. Cause I have their defense. So uh, I need, yeah, I, I do too. Absolutely destroy the Panthers. <laughs> um, next one up, it's actually another game where it's dropped uh, against the team the Eagles are playing, like last week's Chargers game that somehow wound up a pick them, um, and the Chargers wound up covering the spread after it dropped against them. But uh, Broncos given a point and a half to the Eagles. I like the Broncos there. This feels like another field goal game now, doesn't it? Yeah, and again, I think this is going to be a tougher game for the Broncos. I think it's going to be more competitive than the – Cowboys game last week um but I think the Broncos come away with a, a close win here they've got to be feeling confident after last week at the very least so yeah um, the thing is Paul it's like you're five and four like good teams you know, like if you want to be a playoff team you need to win the game like this yeah yeah I mean the Broncos saw how the Cowboys beat the shit out of the Eagles you know, a few, like, what, week three or four, right? right? Yeah. I mean, the Broncos, you know, destroyed the Cowboys last week. They need to they need to be cognizant of that. And, like, if we want to be a playoff team, we need to beat these guys. Right. Like, the Eagles are not any great takes this year. You need to find a way to win this game. And But, our, you know, playing devil's advocate, the Eagles, too, have found some offense here. They found yeah, some- no, they've run the ball better in recent week, in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it hurt it hurts still it hurts runs too much for my liking. Um 
they, you know, the running games played better over the last two weeks. I mean, that last week he had a couple of real nice drives against the Chargers, um, but the Chargers defense is like bad. I mean, like the Chargers score and then the Eagles go right downfield every time the Chargers score a touchdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, uh, I really don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, like I'm going to pick the Broncos, but I could really see this game going either way. I could see the Broncos putting up an amazing performance and then getting beat at home, you know? Yeah. But as of right now, I'd take the Broncos to cover. The uh, three games to close the week or the one more four o'clock game and then the, the two night games are good. Uh, we got – uh, both quarterbacks playing for Seattle and Green Bay. Wilson, so it is going to be Wilson against Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure who's broadcasting that? Fox? Uh, CBS. What? CBS? Yeah. Okay, so CBS is broadcasting that. So I'm sure CBS is happy about that. Um, I like the Lions actually dropped a lot. I think this is like four, four and a half. Now Packers are only three point favorite. I think they cover that though against Seattle. Um, I just they they have too much offense. I think at the end of the day, and their de- their defense honestly is pretty pretty good. They only give up thirteen to the Chiefs. Like that, they they've done a good job. But but okay, yes, but also didn't the Giants hold the. Chiefs to like 19 or 16 points. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's, I mean, 21 to the Cardinals, 10 to Washington, 14 to the Bears, 22 to the Bengals in overtime, 17, the Niner game was high scoring, 17, I mean, besides the stupid Saints game. Their defense, I mean, for an NFL team, the most points they've given up this year is 28. The second the second highest through half the season is 22 points. You'll look with that. That's a good job. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And, they, feel- and they've played – I mean, they haven't played – I mean, yeah, early on, the um, – well, even though, I mean, Saints, 49ers, Steelers, Bengals, Cardinals, and Chiefs, that's a – it's not a horrible list of teams. I mean – I think the uh... – I think the most impressive of those, um, like defensive performances you mentioned, was, probably the Bengals twenty two, right? Or no, I was going to say the the Cardinals. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah yeah. I was going to say that one, um, but the Bengals too, because the Bengals offense is good, and you know got a lot of weapons. So yeah, they, I think they're legit, and this is going to be you know an emotional game for you know Wilson coming back. I mean. Emotional is maybe not the best word, but um, this is the first game you're getting Russell Wilson back. There's going to be some energy there, and he's a great quarterback. So that does give you hope as Seattle, but at home with the defense Green Bay has, with the offense that they have, I just I think they're better than the Seahawks overall. Yeah, Um, yeah, I, I like the Packers. This should be a fun game, though. This should be mm-hmm. 27-23, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then moving on, uh, if this is another game, I think that's the lines dropped. Chiefs given two and a half at the Raiders. Raiders' first home game since the uh, Henry Ruggs crash. And then 
Uh, Damon Arnett too got released. Um, apparently mm-hmm. he threatened he threatened people with a gun or something. Uh, he got th- he got thrown off the team too. So um, you gotta um, you gotta wa- wonder if uh, some of these guys, you know, because this has been like a narrative, but I think it's worth looking into or worth talking about. Some of these guys are they mature enough for Vegas? I mean, you know, if they're if they're playing in Buffalo, is this stuff happening? You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's hard to tell, like to speculate on that. Um, no, I honestly, to be to be fair, I thought Damon Arnett was a total reach last year. Anyway, first round, that was a shocking pick. People uh, thought he was like a third or fourth round pick. Like I don't, I don't think that's any like huge loss to the Raiders, to be honest. I I'm usually decent about knowing who the like first round picks of other teams were. I had no idea who that guy was. I had no idea it was a first round pick. I remember them taking Colton Miller, their left tackle. I do not remember Damon Arnett at all. <laughs> so. I mean, that's that too is just tough because that is that's got to be some of the picks that they got from the Khalil Mack trade, right? Uh, yes, yeah. Previously, in the, he was a 19th selection, part of the trade that sent Khalil Mack to the Bears in 2018. Yeah, God, I know my stuff when it comes to the draft. Um, but yeah, to, to think that both those players now are gone and you traded away your best defensive player for that, that's, that's not looking good. It's not looking good. Also, Mike Mayock is the GM of that team. Like he's, he's a draft guru. And now it's, you, I mean, he couldn't have foreseen these things happening. Um, but I mean, it's got to suck. It's got to suck to lose that draft capital. Did, did you see the thing too about like the Raiders draft class last year? It's going to wind up going down as like one of the all time worst. I mean, yeah. Ruggs is obviously going to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damon Arnett released, uh, you know, people, they're, they're going to wait until, you know, like the, whatever's going on with the right. law, would that happen? Mm-hmm. Then I'm trying to see. Uh, let's see. Okay, that, that's good. I'm on Wikipedia. They do a good job narrowing it. You know, Lynn Bowden, who's running back from Kentucky. Uh, he's he's already with the Dolphins. He plays. He, he's an interesting player. I think he played like quarterback. Uh, he played like quarterback and wideout at Kentucky, but it, it was a, a very unique player at Kentucky. He was pretty good for them. Brian Edwards, who's like the one guy the Raiders seem, you know, decent. Uh, Tanner Muse is uh, on the Seahawks, so they don't even have him. And then, uh, let's see, John Simpson's the offensive guard for the Raiders, and then Robertson's cornerback. But I don't know, like, how much time those two guys even get. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like that's that's rough. I mean – you have two of your first round picks already, like not in the league. Yeah, and I mean, let's let's be honest; those first round picks are the ones who are going to be your starters. Yeah. So for, to have them be out is, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Um, 
And I actually think this game is the game where the Chiefs, you know, the the Chiefs, I would say, are going to win. And I know the Raiders are now starting. There's a lot going against them with everything that's happened this season. It's been it's been a rough season for that team. Yeah. Um, And I think this puts the Chiefs at six and four heading into their home game against the Cowboys, which is probably going to be an even bigger game for both teams than what this game is right now. Even yeah, though- it's, a, it's a tough couple weeks for the Chiefs, really. Yeah. So I think if, if the Chiefs lose this game, if the Raiders can, you know, hold it down, I like the Cowboys' chances against the Chiefs next week. But if the Chiefs win going into next week at home, that game against the Cowboys is going to be a really, a really big one. Um, yeah. But let's see what good old Derek Carr can do. You know, and and uh, betting, in, you know, in sports with football, three is considered a, a key number. This number's dropped two and a half for this game. Uh, I think at two and a half in particular, I, I think you could feel comfortable taking the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, at three, I don't know. Once that moves to within three, because I don't see this being like a one or a two point game. I think, I think the Chiefs. The the Chiefs, this could be the game where they wake up a bit, I feel like. Man, like yeah. knowing that they have knowing they have the Cowboys on deck, like they're gonna pull out all stops. Yeah. Um that, this game should have some points too. because I don't trust the Raiders defense to to keep Mahomes down. Yeah. Um and then the last game of the week is Rams 49ers, which I feel. I mean, this is a division game, and I feel like on paper this should be a fun matchup. But man, how are the 49ers going to keep up with the Rams? Yeah, I, I just and this is another one I don't understand. The line has dropped. I think it was Rams like four and a half or four, and now it's uh, it's three and a half, which I don't really understand. I the only argument you can make is that the 49ers probably need this game a lot more than the Rams do. But even still, I just how are the Rams slowing they're getting slowed down? And the Rams defense will slow down the Niners. Like the Niners struggle against the friggin' Colt McQuaylin Cardinals. Yeah. Like I just I don't see it. I mean, the NFL, you never know. Could be fluky like last week with these weird results. You know, but even even if the Niners need the game more, I just how are the Rams going to slow down here? And also, how I don't see Garoppolo going up and down the field with the Rams. Yeah, coming off a bad loss too. You know, I I I just like them here. I think three and a half. I think you can feel pretty good taking the Rams. Honestly, that's one of those games you can take in the cover, and I think you feel good about it. I think, uh, yeah, I think the only shot is if the um 49ers defense plays lights out if they if they don't do that then uh, offensively the 49ers are not the rams i don't think they're going to be able to keep up so it's the defense is going to have to have a huge game yeah yeah so i'm going to pick the rams um i think i i picked them by at least a touchdown yeah. Um let's see. So that will that will conclude uh week 10 talk. Um 
you know, a lot of a lot of good matchups, especially in that late window with the Vikings, Chargers, Eagles, Broncos, good game, Seahawks, Packers, and then at nighttime, Chiefs, Raiders. Um, taking a look now next week, there's only two teams on buys. Interesting duo, Denver and the Rams are on buys next week. Um, Random. You got on Thursday night, a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years back, passing at the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um Again, a couple of these one o'clock games are tough. I mean, Dolphins, Jets, 49ers, Jaguars, Washington, Carolina. That's tough. Green Bay Vikings, good game. Detroit at Cleveland, who, if I survive this week, that will probably be my survivor pick next weekend. Colts, Bills, good game. Saints, Eagles, decent game. Ravens, Bears, that's a big game for the Ravens now all of a sudden. Uh, Texans, Titans. And then the four four o'clock games are good. Bengals, Raiders, interesting. Cowboys, Chiefs. Wow, Cowboys, Chiefs going up against Cardinals, Seahawks. Wow. And then Sunday night, Steelers, Chargers. Good games. Steelers are on. I texted you this before. Steelers against the Steelers are on TV way too much. Mm-hmm. Well, for the team they have, like they're not. I don't consider them an elite team. Ben's getting old. They're not a fun team to watch. Uh, you know, they don't really do anything for me. Uh, they're playing the Chargers, though, so it'll be interesting to see Herbert go up against them. And then uh, Buccaneers on Monday night. Uh, that's another one. The uh, the Gi- Giants really get too – uh, yeah, Giants really get two Monday night games in, like, a four-week span, too. I don't get that. Against, like, way better uh, – against the Chiefs and then against the Bucks, like – Who's making that? This, I don't. I don't understand that. That's like weird. Well, I wonder if that has anything to do with like New York City being a big market. Probably, but still, like it's just, and they're both road games. Like at least give the Giants like a home game. They're both like at Kansas City and at Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> those are rough games, though. Yeah, um, me and my fantasy team, but bad for them. And after that is a Thanksgiving week already, so. Yeah, a lot of games that weekend to look forward to. Yeah. Love to um, turkey day. Yeah. Um, and then now taking a look, college football. I think this is a pretty uh, – let's see. Tomorrow, San Diego State giving three against Nevada. That's a, that's a pretty big game in the Mountain West. Probably one of the biggest games this year. Oklahoma's given five and a half at Baylor. Oklahoma has a tough schedule this month. I think there's a fairly decent chance they get picked off of one of the games. They play Baylor. They're only a five-point dog. I think Baylor's defense will play well tomorrow. Um, then they play Iowa State and then Oklahoma State. So that's tough. There's three good teams in a row. Um, Michigan's playing at Penn State. You know, eight and one Michigan's playing six and three Penn State. <laughs> UConn Clemson. Uh, at Alabama, New Mexico State. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Come on, never stop. Alabama, did, New Mexico State. Ugh. How did how did uh, Cincinnati get bumped down to number five? Because it's based on the college football playoff rankings, and the committee doesn't like them that much. Apparently, that's so. That's but they're up uh, – yeah, actually, that with the live score I can mention. They're about to go up 38-21 against South Florida late third quarter. That – I don't get it, man. They're 9-0. and They haven't lost to anybody. 
you know? Yeah. Leave them in. Make it interesting. Stop being lame. Nobody wants to see Ohio State except people who live in Ohio. I guess, honestly, too, Purdue's getting a lot of love because they're 6-3, and three, but they're ranked 19th, I guess, by, like, that committee. Yeah. Because I don't even think they were ranked last week. They are playing Ohio State, and they're getting three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Texas A&M's playing at Ole Miss. That's a fun game. That should have some points. Arkansas's playing LSU. That's always a good game. NC State's at Wake Forest. Not, not a lot of games tomorrow, don't look like. Mm. Uh, my picks for the week. I will go back to the well. I actually called UNLV last week to beat New Mexico. I think they have a very good chance again this week for an outright win against Hawaii. Getting three and a half points, I'll take UNLV. Georgia, Tennessee. It seems like a low number. I know Georgia's defense is incredible. But 56, like Tennessee's played last week, I think they played like a 48-45 game. Um, Tennessee is capable of scoring some points. Uh, I think Georgia will definitely score on a Tennessee defense. 56 feels like a low number for that game. Um, another one I like, I'm not crazy about Monroe. I think they're playing, uh, they're playing Arkansas State. Uh, you know, Monroe's been able to score some points this year, and they've looked, you know, they're four and Five, which I think their win total is one and a half, so they obviously crushed that. But Arkansas State, I think, is be- is a lot better than our one and eight record. This feels like a spot to take them, though. I like them uh, plus three. Um, let's see, I like Baylor plus five and a half. I I just have a feeling they're going to keep that close. Uh, I don't I don't know if they'll win the game, but I definitely like them within five and a half. Um. Michigan given a point and a half. I think they beat Penn State. It, that's their defense has played very well this year. Um, Penn State. I just don't trust them to move the ball consistently enough on Michigan. I think I think Michigan holds on there. Um, Bama, New Mexico State. I like the over sixty-seven. I think Bama's going to score well that game. I don't know. The only thing is how many points in New Mexico State score. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But Bama could easily win 65-7 or something. But Bama should not have any trouble with New Mexico State, though. Oh, that's what you think. Yeah. New, Mexico, New Mexico State money line plus 51. <laughs> I wonder what that would <laughs> Put like 10 bucks on that. <laughs> Did I tell you, it was a few years ago. I think it was like four or five years ago. If you did a... If you did a it was like a hundred dollar bet on Howard was getting like 49 points against UNLV and Baylor was giving 18 to Liberty. Liberty and Howard both won outright. If you did like a hundred dollar bet on that, you won like 1.4 million dollars. Oh my god. That's great. That's great. What I would love for that money. <laughs> uh, let me see. I like the Duke Virginia Tech under 51. I think that game's gonna be ugly. Mm. That's it. Usually the college section lasts us another like 45 minutes with all the like matchups. Yeah, no, that's right. There, there can't be more than maybe like 40 games tomorrow. I'm trying to say. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Fifty-four games tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in that case, that leaves us a little bit more time to talk about fantasy. Um, and I mean. Unless there's other like talking points you think that could be brought up for college aside from just matchups. Um, wasn't there some big news about the Georgia linebacker? Wasn't there wasn't there some like didn't he? Uh, yeah, I, I saw that in passing. Let me say. Yeah, top, top draft pick, Adam Anderson, charged with rape. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that defense has been stout, but, you know, you do messed up shit like that and that's, what's going to happen. You know, um, he voluntarily I, surrendered. So that's, that's interesting. Like the police didn't yeah. he gave himself up. Um, you know, so we'll see how that affects Georgia, um, you know, and their defense moving forward. I mean, most likely they'll be they'll be able to stay fine. Um, but yeah, I just, I remembered that story, that talking point thought that's probably something we should bring up considering yeah. it seems like the past two weeks, there's been nothing but that kind of news. Um, gotta love it. Right. <laughs> just when, when will they learn to just not do these things, you know? I don't know. Um, but anyway, with fantasy, um, I, I'm, I got to say, Danny, I'm liking my team once all my guys are healthy. I got, I got Leonard Fournette. I, have, I now have James Robinson. Chris Carson's still going to be out. Um, I have Elijah Mitchell as four running backs. I can send out like, and I know with the Mitchell situation is weird because Jeff, so Jeff Wilson jr. Came back last week, but he didn't get any snaps. Um, and that definitely bodes well for Mitchell. The only thing I'm worried about is now Jamichael hasty is injured and you know, what does that mean for the backfield? Does that mean Jeff Wilson Jr. starts to take more target shares and then gets, you know, or like um, like carries and then he just starts to slowly feed into Mitchell? You know, we'll see about that. But, I mean, I basically have four running backs, two of which could be considered low-end RB1s and two that are definitely more in the, like, RB2 territory. Mm. And then I was able to nab DeAndre Hopkins in that trade where, so I, I think once DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, he's been, he's got a lot of touchdowns this season, um, which to me in fantasy, you know, if you're, you either have to get a lot of yards or you have to score a lot of touchdowns. So it seems like DeAndre Hopkins is the, you know, get a lot of touchdowns guy um 
his yardage hasn't been he hasn't had one hundred yard game this season yet. Um, but he's just he scores touchdowns. So um I just I feel really good about my team. I'm sitting at four and five. I just beat one of the best teams in our league. I'm going up against the guy with the best record in our league, and he had Miles Gaskin, who only turned in five points. So that was good for me. Um but again, hearing the news of Chris Carson, I had to scramble. And so now I picked up both of the New, Atlanta, New England running backs, who it looks like um, Damian Harris and the other guy, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. They didn't practice today. They're, they've been in concussion protocol. So it's looking like I'll be able to start either one of those two Patriots running backs and hopefully – you know, again, if that game is anything close, which I think it can be, um, hopefully they're able to be solid flex plays. But yeah, this is turning around for me. And I think it's turning around for you, right? Like, didn't you express that? Yeah. So I'm, I'm back to 500. And yeah. um, last week was a pretty convincing win because of how dominant Taylor and uh, Hines were on Thursday night that that really that was like as good a star you could get out to I think I led 52 to nothing based on two players yeah and like they ran all over the place it's insane um so four and four I think I'm a game out of the playoffs right now but uh this week I'm like a 22 point favorite it looks like so um so that bodes well for me. I didn't realize Claypool's not playing so that's huge for Johnson Johnson should have a big week then yeah yeah, he, he's out with a toe injury, um, which looks like it's not as serious as they had feared. But, yeah, like you said, he's still going to be out this week. Um, and, I mean, Johnson's been their guy anyway. Claypool, I dropped Claypool. I, I was kind of at the point where I was hoping he'd have another big game. But he just – he he hasn't – I've got too many other players at this point. I picked up Rashad Bateman, who scored 11 points yesterday. Looks like he's starting to become a, a good um, target for Lamar Jackson there. Um, so I feel like if I get pushed into a flex play with a wide receiver, that's who I'll lean on. Um, and then also I've got T. Higgins. I've got Jarvis Landry. Um, so I've still got guys where it's just, you know, why am I holding on to this guy who's, you know, he's been hurt. He's not scoring any points just get rid of him which is it's so disappointing um but yeah i mean we'll we'll see how this turns out the only downside to that trade that i orchestrated for robinson and uh hopkins is that i gave up justin herbert which i think i'm okay with that just because herbert too he, he will either score 30 points or he'll score 15, you know, whereas Dak, I feel like is very steady. Um, even in the game last week, he ended up with 18 points, which is insane. Their offense wasn't able to do anything until the very end. So, um, yeah, I, um, I feel good about, I feel good about this team now. I think I'm at the point where I really don't need to make any more trades. Yeah. Um, What's your trade deadline? That's got to be soon now. We I think mine's next. I don't think Friday or Saturday, one. maybe. I don't think we have one. Oh, I, really? Yeah. There's a in my because it keeps coming up as an alert. Like November 20th, I think is like your trade deadline. Yeah. Mine says no limit. Um, 
And it, it's just like, hold on, I got I got to find the stat for you because um, hold on a second, I think it's in the standings. So real quick, Paul, the guy I'm playing is eighth. He's three and five. He's got a weird team though because. I think his quarterback and receivers are, like, lethal potentially, but his running backs are all really pedestrian. Like, I mean, Melvin Gordon's decent, but mm-hmm. he's not one of those guys, like, who puts up, like, a Taylor huge game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he'll get, like, a touchdown in, like, 70, 80 yards, something like that. Yeah. It, it, not, like, something monstrous. He's got Dearness Johnson against the Pats. I could see him not having a great game. And he's got Zach Watson against the Jets, and that's, like, a two-running back set, right? So, yeah. I think you're um, in a good spot, and especially after last week against um, the Jaguars, Moss didn't do anything. Yeah, um, and I got Taylor against the Jaguars, so that kind of worries me if, if they can repeat that performance. But Taylor should be able to put up a touchdown or two against the Jags, so I would think. Well, see, I think – I mean, Taylor's a way better runner than yeah. Moss and Singletary. Yeah. So I think – I think – Taylor's talent alone will still get you some good points. Yeah. Um, are you playing Na- Naeem Hines? Or- yeah, I am. That's like I am, yeah. Because I like my spot, though, because I think I think Brown Brown against the Saints and Deontay Johnson against Detroit and then Devontae Adams against Seattle. I think all three of them could have big days, potentially. Yeah. Mahomes is playing the Raiders. I definitely think he'll put up some touchdowns. Uh, Taylor... Noah Fant against the Eagles, uh, Mackey against the Niners, and then the Denver defense against the Eagles. He's got Wilson at quarterback against the Packers. His receivers are good because I think they both of them could score points this weekend. Jefferson against the Chargers and Godwin against the Washington. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. And he's got Dalton Schultz against the Falcons. Boswell and New England's defense. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean – I think, I think you're. And you said you were favored by twenty two points, one twenty five point fifty two to one hundred four point seventy nine. So like yeah. twenty points. That's rough for him. That's rough. I um the stat that I was looking up was um I have made the most moves in my league. Um, I've made forty one. The next closest is 39 and then 36. And then after that, it's 24, uh, 25. So uh, this is, this is where, cause my team was so, I was not happy with where my team was to start the year. You know, I had Chubb, which I feel like if I kept Chubb and Tyreek Hill around, I probably still would have been fine. Cause I would have had Chubb, Fournette and Chris Carson um plus Tyree Kill and um Tyree Kill and who's the other guy that I just said Mike Evans um I don't even remember who oh dude my tight ends to start the league were Jonu Smith and um who's the other guy they're not good they're not good tight ends um I just was who New England he's like I think he had like one touchdown and he's like not been heard from since yeah yeah and it's just so funny how I've gone from that team to now a team where because of injuries to other key players around, like my, my team from top to bottom might be one of the deepest. And it's just, it's like restored my faith in fantasy football. I think like if I can get to, if I, if these players that I have injured, like James Robinson, 
um, DeAndre Hopkins, Elijah Mitchell, if those guys are able to stay healthy, Chris Carson too, if those guys are able to stay healthy, I feel really good about my chances to make like a run here. I'm, yeah. I'm tied for sixth. And I think top six teams make it to the playoff. In yeah. my um, but don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I'd say top four make it. So it's kind of a stretch run here. There's, uh, let me see how many more weeks left. There's, uh, um, there is six more weeks left for regular season. Yeah. Let me, let me check my standings again. So, So right now, right now, there's only one team six and two, and then second and third's five and three, and then all four of us. So, like, one of the teams who have my record is in the playoffs, actually. So, mm-hmm. I have a 50% chance of the playoffs, which is oh, oh yeah, because those other two teams are pretty good, too. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, man. I hope I can sneak out some wins here. I want to see what some of the other matchups are actually real quick. And then I think that'll be, that'll be it. So the number two guys playing our number four guy, but that's looking tough because the number two guy already had three players go and none of them really did great. Lamar with 15 points, Malcolm Brown with 6.7, Jalen Wilder with 8.1. Um, That one really doesn't help. I kind of need I need the guy who's in sixth place to beat the guy who's in fifth. Yeah, this is so weird. Oh my god, this is gonna be an interesting playoff race. I want to like live tweet my fantasy football because I'm always like checking game cast and stuff all the way through. Do we have a Twitter? Do we, uh, we need to get one. I would love love to like live tweet games or live tweet fantasy. We'll make one. (laughs) We got to set one up. I meant to do one a couple weeks ago. We'll make one though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, a already a great start to week 10 with my Dolphins pulling off the 22-10 shocking upset last night of the Ravens. That's very least I think is a good building block for next year. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're able to pile up a win streak here with a, a pretty advantageous schedule. Jets, Panthers, Giants, bye week, and then the Jets on deck. Um, so it, a great win um, last night and a tremendous defense played by the Dolphins. Hopefully they can continue that. And then uh, we got a really good uh, week uh, week 10 coming up, with the, especially the, the late games with uh, Minnesota and the Chargers. Uh, Chiefs Raiders should be a fun game. Eagles Broncos, I think, is pretty good as well. Um, and then uh, we got college football. I don't know if it's a great week with New Mexico State playing Alabama and Connecticut playing Clemson. Uh, but Oklahoma Baylor should be a fun game. Michigan Penn State's a big game. So uh, another, you know, whenever there's football on, there's no complaining by me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it should be should be a fun weekend though of uh, of sports. Uh, and we also, uh, you know, I meant to start the show with this too, but college basketball is back too. We got uh, tonight 
weird time, 11.30 tonight, Villanova's playing UCLA on the West Coast. That's a very good game. Tomorrow night, another late game. I don't know why they're playing these games so late, I guess, on the West Coast, but they're big-time matchups. Tomorrow night, Texas is playing Gonzaga. That's a late game, I think, a 10.30 tip-off as well, or 10 o'clock tip-off. Um, so college basketball is back, the stack schedule tonight, and, and this is always a great time of year between that and then football's kind of ramping up around the holidays, good time of year. Um, so hope you guys enjoy the games for week 10, uh, and we'll be back next weekend, or we'll be back, you know, either Thursday or Friday night, uh, with week 11 preview, and then, uh, what caught our eye this week and, and a recap of, of this past week as well. So for the Northeast beat, uh, along with my co-host Paul Casaro, you've uh, you've just listened to this week's podcast. Hope you enjoyed listening. And I'm Dan Soler. Thanks, guys, and have a good night. See ya.